All right, and welcome back to the Shuttlecock Podcast. My name is Aaron Rhodes, and we're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, located at 76 in Troost in Kansas City, Missouri, offering new and used vinyl. This week on the show, we have G. Watts. What's up? Yes, sir. What's going on, my boy? Or, or should I say, uh, Watts up? I guess we'll start with a terrible pun. Which no, but that was also that was an old tape of yours, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So it ain't terrible. You feel me? It's not a terrible pun, yo, <laughs> yo. On God, yes, sir. What's yeah. going on, bro? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty yes, good, sir. I'm uh, off camera just before as we go into it, letting the people know we got to support Shuttlecock. You feel me? Uh, we all support any form of journalism for real, for real in Kansas City. If we want our music to be heard, we got to support our journalists because they're the ones that tell the story. We tell our story through music, but our story has to be told out to the outside world. And it's hard for us to do that as we focus in on our craft. So we got to support those that we want support from, which is the journalists. He's not the only one. It's other outlets out there. We got to make sure that we're giving them that same energy that we want from them. This nigga be putting in work, boy. He be putting in that grind, just like we be putting in that work and putting in that grind. So much love to you for providing a platform for artists such as myself, you know what I'm saying, to be able to tell our story in different ways outside of just on the music. So start it off that way by giving you your flowers because you take your time to give niggas their credit every time you interview. So you dig. I appreciate that, man. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like... You, I don't know, compared to, like, everyone who, like, pops up playing, like, opening some show right now or, like, that's just real active dropping music. Like, you've, like, relatively, you've been in it a lot longer than a lot of popular Kansas City rappers. Big facts, big facts. So, um, man, I think maybe next time you come on, because, I mean... You know, if if you're, if you're ever down to come back, oh, of course, we can kind of get into like the whole history of right, like right, how you started rapping and, and all that. Yeah, for but sure. I think for the purpose of this interview, I do want to tackle the mixtape you just dropped. Uh, you I'm don't deserve this. Do that too. You feel me? No, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you don't deserve this. Came out uh, about a week ago, and it's. It's kind of a compilation really? of shit about three days ago for real. Yep. Yeah. Three so, days, literally, my nigga. No, uh, yeah. It's how short our attention span is that three no, days yeah. felt like a whole week already. I mean, I'm I'm just a little too locked that's in, I guess. That's just life. Nah, that's life. <laughs> but yeah, um so it kind of acts as like a compilation of just like everything you've been working on besides uh your upcoming caviar album. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? We could say that. Yeah, and um is there anything you want people just to know about the project in general? Mm, right I now? mean, uh, you don't deserve this. Was uh, <clears throat> it was more so uh, just a, a, a fun project. Um, was able to work with a lot of the young homies. You feel me? Uh, I basically freestyled ninety percent of all the project. Uh, the beats was made on the spot type hype by J Tone and myself and Ashan and Kai. Uh, so you know It was just more so An experiment project You got songs on there Like Grammys Because folks Like They love that song And by default If I didn't put that And give it a proper place It would It could potentially be lost And people would fuck with it So I wanted to get Grammys at home So that's why I put it on there But all the other songs Bro are You know uh, Essentially just Us sitting in the cavy house Or sitting over in the back cave 
and uh, listening to slaps and freestyling, coming up with melodies on voice notes and, you know, going from there. So it really wasn't too much thought put into it. It's just like honest, free-flowing, you know, music and expression. So niggas is like, but you put out like seven of them songs already. Yeah, nigga. Like we just said, it's 2018. The way people consume shit is way different day by day. I'm not about to just put out 10 songs knowing that niggas' attention span is not ready for that. Niggas can't look at a a 30-minute interview and soak... No, niggas won't listen to a 15-minute YouTube video and soak up some game. They'll get bored and get sidetracked and shit. So I'm going to put... I'm going to go to the studio, spend money, time, effort, woo, 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 create 10 songs and then put it all out at one time and expect niggas to really stop what they're doing, listen and digest it. I barely do that. You got to be a hell of an artist for me to do that. And I love music. So I wouldn't even ask a nigga to give me all that. Nigga, I'm going to put the songs out individually. Take it piece by piece. That's game, nigga. For those that, that, that's not hip, that's game. I soak that. Put that gem in your bag, my boy. I dropped free nuggets just off GP. And, you know, that's one of them. Get with the new model. Don't just be doing nut shit. You know what I'm saying? Figure it out. Mm. But, yeah, because the nigga was like, Brody, we done heard all this. Yeah, nigga, you did. And I threw three new ones on there. Drake just came out with a two-song EP. This is Drake. Yeah. And... And everyone's calling that an EP too, and I'm like, it's a single with a B side, because you know, you, feel it, you get me, you get, bro? A, you get a 45 back in the day. It's a single, but me? it has another song on the other side. Come and on, God's plan is obviously kind of the single, it's even the though single, it bro. was called Scary Hours. They even put exactly God's plan even came out like a week or two before the fucking Scary Hours shit, but because it didn't have a proper home, niggas just was like, uh, like me being the music nerd I am, and yep. you being was it not out before Scary Hours? I'm actually not sure. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. The new song was the diplomatic, diplomatic community. That was the new shit. And it was him on some rapper shit. So I was like, okay, the new shit ain't him on some singing pop shit and the rap one is God's plan. Because God's plan came out like, like I said, we live in a short attention span. It really probably came out two, three days before. Yeah. But it was like real poppy. God's plan. Cool song. I made sure that as I eat. But it was like, nah, that ain't Drake and Drake bag. So if the second song would have been some singing shit, God's plan would have been a dub. But it was him grabbing his nuts and talking that shit. So niggas could appreciate God's plan standing beside that. Packaged the right way. But like you said, you said this is a B-side to a single, nigga. And he packaged as a whole fucking thing. And it charted, nigga. Get game. Understand shit. Wake the fuck up or get left the fuck behind. Nigga, what are you talking about? Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Go read. Yeah. The fuck these niggas got to say. Man, y'all heard. Fuck. Oh. Uh, but, um, so yeah, I guess if we say a week at any other point in this interview, it means two or three days. I guess people can kind of translate probably. that for themselves. <laughs> so just, just God, so dog. everyone knows. On God, dog. Uh, but yeah, so I kind of, there's a few other, like you, you, met, you, you, you pretty much answered the question I had about Grammys before I asked it. Like I, I did want to know, like since that song has been out there for a couple of years why you wanted to include that, but I guess you were just kind of saying you didn't want it to, you know, kind of wanted it to be remembered. Right, you don't want it to get lost in the sauce, man. Uh, I think, it, like you said, I put Grammys out, I think, in 2016, and uh, I remember, shout out and salute to the homie Goldie, 
He doing a bid right now. I think he got 13. And uh, he got a baby. He got his babies. He's a good nigga. He take care of his children. You feel me? Trying to provide. That's all he trying to do. All he's trying to do. The system is dealt him the cards that the nigga's been dealt, motherfucker. So I'm playing these bitches. Wasn't doing shit wrong. Pharmaceutical companies kill motherfuckers daily. We can, everybody knows. So he came to me like, boy, I heard that Grammys nigga. I damn near shed a tear. And Goldie is a thorough nigga. And I was like, damn, bro, that means something to me. Because he's older than me, like all that. And I'm like, if that song touched you that way, I could imagine how it would touch other people. And... That's what I was trying to do because I went through my own situation. So I could speak on it from that type of standpoint. And uh, because of that, I knew the impact it had and I knew the impact it could potentially have for anybody else that may hear that song and be going through that situation. So, like, yeah, give it a place to stand. Mm. You don't deserve this. And um, another song I wanted to mention was um, I Still Love Her. Mm -hmm. And... Um, there's one lyric on that. I might have, like, this is pretty close. I'm pretty sure I have the right lyric, but you said, the town was dead, I resurrected it. I wanted, I was curious what you you meant by that. Uh, Yes, sir. With all due respect to everybody that do their thing, you know what I'm saying? With all due respect to everybody that do their thing. Um, When I came up in Kansas City, um, just as a kid, I aspired to, you know, be Allen Iverson, my nigga. Um, the rapper that I loved and looked up to, like, damn, that nigga's the coolest dude walking, was Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was in, like, eighth, ninth grade, Carter one, 500 degrees, Carter two, Lil Wayne was the coolest nigga walking, right? So, I really wasn't hearing a Kansas City artist sound like Lil Wayne. I just hooped. I did my thing and I wrote my little raps because I was a young black kid. We loved that. Me, City Watch, Lil Munchies, uh, my cousin KO, uh, RIP, my cousin Bo, uh, Boogie, you know, did what kids do, play sports and freestyle rap, you know. Mm-hmm. My cousin Duncan, you know what I'm saying? A great artist out here, you know, a great artist, hell of an artist, my nigga. So um, I wasn't hearing that in the town, though. And then Ron Ron came. God bless Ron Ron, you know what I'm saying? He uh, actually was, uh, I guess, real close friends with a guy named Lace Todd, who was an amazing rapper, too. And he was from the north side, cuz was lit. I mean, nigga, when I heard they, I'm like, this is like what I like with Lil Wayne. They flow, just everything about it. Everything about it And it excited me And I was like Nigga I might have fucks with that Um There was a couple of other artists That you know I would listen to After hearing Ron Ron Cause he put that influence out here And you know He spawned off a wave In my personal opinion Of Like your DVs Your Rondos Your Delios Your Two Gun Kiwis Your Birds Uh You know Artistry We talking artistry and, you know, they, I was like, okay, this sound a little bit more like, you know, what Lil Wayne doing. They was, uh, a lot of them guys ended up getting cases and, you know, having to do time and things like that. So it slowed that grind up. 
Ron Ron was on the cusp. Ron Ron was out in videos with Rick Ross. They was offering him million dollar record deals. He had Hey Honey out of here. Boy is a genius. He shot and edited Hey Honey video itself. I think he made the Hey Honey beat. I think he recorded it on House Arrest. All that. And he did the song after Hey Honey. Head spinning off this twister like a dipper. All psychotic conversation with my weapon and the silence is hypnotic. Thoughts dwelling in my head while inhaling on these meds. Voices getting louder saying cut that nigga's dreads. The first fella that I shot I looked him dead into his pupil. He knew he had it coming because the friction was too crucial. Started working with the clan, knocking knuckleheaded Negroes. After my 10th victim, brain flipped back to zero. Dionis is my hero, a gangster, never foe. Conversating with a killer converted to murder man mode. What? He was mean. And he did all I'm like, shit, genius. That's from here, my nigga. He can go compete with everything while our story ain't being told. They got locked up because niggas was solid, thorough niggas. Living where we rap, them. So, boom. Me, my boy Jesse came through and, like, I wasn't on no funk shit. I wasn't a funk artist. It was niggas like NWG out here, Lil Cupid and, uh, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, NSG and, uh, the Pole Boys, uh, my homies, XL. Um, it was just a different regime type hype. And I, I felt the energy And like niggas was curving the funk rap We was just rapping about regular life shit Everybody does dumb shit Find ourselves in situations God forbid But they be fucked up sometimes Like kind of like Kendrick with Good Kid Mad City Real shit Like that's why niggas fucked with it Cause a lot of niggas like God damn that's me And that was our whole thing Nigga wasn't as nice as Kendrick at rapping But you know that was how me and Jesse attacked this shit And the older generation respected it and they fucked with it. And like I said, my influences was actual rappers. Rappers from here and like Lil Wayne and Jay-Z and Kanye. So I was a rapper. And niggas fucked with it. Prior to that, if you wasn't out here on no funk gangster shit, these niggas wouldn't let you do shit. You wasn't moving. What? Rap where? What? Get the fuck out of here, boy. It, nigga, What? Ask You can ask these people Like Kansas City is around here Go do interviews With the old regime mm. The Poppers The Rick Rawls uh, Like I said Ron Ron's Rich and PNP and them yeah. You feel no, me? I feel like that was probably Just very so Like the thing In Like across the board In like hip hop In the 2000s Like it was very Like Kind of Hyper masculine nigga yeah. What's up? Yeah. None of that weird shit Yeah and it wasn't until like Kanye and Cuddy and everyone yeah, kind of broke through but that. that. But Kansas City is so far behind in everything yeah. that that shit was still prevalent here. Niggas wasn't right. What? No. So Yeah, so it probably wasn't even until like the early 2010s that... Which like, is when the fuck I came the fuck around. Yeah. Me and Jesse. And that's, when, like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm giving you all this. Yeah. You asked to talk to me, my nigga. I'm going to go. We having convo for sure, but trust me, I'm on point. I'm no, knowing yeah, yeah. what you asked me. So... Me and Jesse came through and we just did it differently. We took advantage of the internet. We was on Twitter and shit early, Instagram and shit early, had our shit on iTunes early. You feel me? Was connecting with niggas early. You know what I'm saying? And I was gritting. I beat my case. I can speak on it. I was gritting early. So I'm out on the West Coast bumping into them niggas. Bumped into Kendrick when he was nobody, essentially. Really? Nobody, cuz. Cuz I'm out there getting it. My, my, my mama and my daddy always told me A man that don't work don't eat Whatever you gonna do Make sure you put your head down and go for it 
And so, shit, nigga, I was trying to make this music thing happen. I know I needed money, so I was trying to get some money, put my head down, let's go to it. You feel me? And, uh, you know, just throughout all that, we was able to usher in myself with all them other guys I included, a new vanguard. Me, Jesse, we was able to stand the test of time with this shit because of some of the moves we made strategically just in our city and then outside of the city to where people respect us and we built bridges. You feel me? With the internet, using that to our advantage and all that. So now this new vanguard is able to move and do as they do and have bridges and walk across the motherfuckers with no problem. They ain't put in no work. They get to walk over the infrastructure, which ain't nothing wrong with it, but that's a fact. Because I don't see nobody that's young right now with all this shit yet. You know what I'm saying? Kai is one of them. Walt is one of them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but with all that up here to build that bridge and that vanguard and then double back around and go get niggas and help them cross the bridge and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? There's very few niggas who had the potential to do all that shit. I said them two off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure if I thought of them, I could think of some more. But, you know, and that's what that line was. Mm. Because all our superheroes in this rap shit was in the cage. The town was dead. I resurrected Lazarus. Niggas ego tripping? Gee, P.S. It's cause an accident. Big heads make easy targets. I got hella practice and that's all that. Yeah, we tap on that because that's facts. Oh, yeah. Don't get beside yourselves, little niggas, because... You know, you really ain't nowhere. We all still here type hype. And niggas get beside themselves real fast, real fast. So it was just like putting shit back in reality for niggas. Like, come on, cuz, chill. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, maybe anyone who interviews you will kind of, like, maybe do some research and be, be like, oh, man, you had a Kendrick feature. So I don't want to, like, nah, har- harp yeah, on that yeah, too hard. But yeah. you said you, you just... bump into Kendrick. When when you did have the Kendrick feature, was was it something where you sent him the song, or were you nah, were you both out there? Nah, like that whole shit happened, bro. I was sitting on that song for like two years. Hmm. I think like two years I was sitting on that motherfucker, and the only reason I put it out was because I caught my case, and I figured, damn, I'm looking at twelve years. God forbid, you know what I'm saying? But good time. That's what eight. Seven and some change Like nigga I'm 30 years old And I'll hop out If that's the case basically So I put the song out With no thinking No idea No nothing Hit him up like Yo cuz I ran into a situation What's happening Can I do this He was like Yeah off the flip Go ahead Throw it out You know what I'm saying It was his song initially And he gave it to me To hop on it you know what I'm saying? It was during the recording of the Good Kid, Mad City album. Okay. And I'm not Liddy. I wasn't nice like that. Like, I'm self-aware. I know I'm just stepping into my little prime or whatever as an artist. But just my reputation, what I stood for, my character, preceded myself. And so, because it was like, bro, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to put you on my album if the song makes sense. It didn't make it. And so, it was just sitting there. And I hit him like, because I just ran into this shit. Let me throw this motherfucker out. Because... Prior to, I'd paid him for a feature back in the day because I bumped into cuz. Like, I fell in love with Nipsey's music early, and they was fucking around with each other, J-Rock, Nip, and Top Dog, and K-Dot was the little homie. And so I heard some shit that Kendrick was featured on, and I took an interest into that nigga's music as well. This is like 2007, 2008 time. And so when I got grown, like 18, able to move around and just experience life, niggas was like, yeah, the West is small, bro. Like, we could link, ooh, ooh. So, uh, you know, that's how the situation happened. And then when they double backed around, 
uh, and we had the recording sessions for that. He gave me my money back and doubled some shit on top of it because he a real nigga. Like, you know, I owe no debt to no man. And at this point in time in my life, I'm up. So let me be a blessing to you. When that time double back around and come back to me as a man, what I'm supposed to do is, what's good, boy? You up, but let me show you love in some type of way, shape, or form. Because the last time we connected, you showed me love. So it might not have to be some money because he up, but I got to show a token of honor and appreciate. You know what I'm saying? That's just man shit. So, But that's how all that shit happened, though. It wasn't like I just sent the nigga a song through no email. Like, fuck nah. That's the homie. I talked to the nigga like after damn drop. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, and uh, another song I wanted to get to was um, I Love Feminists, mm-hmm. and I was curious who the other voice on that song was. My homegirl, man. I ain't going to reveal her shit, though, because mm. I wrote her verse, and I had her talking that shit, yeah. so I don't know if she want to stand beside all that. Mm. Just because, you know, motherfuckers got, they, 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 they political views, they social views, they... Uh, Religious views Just like You know what I'm saying And I had her talking wet On that motherfucker So I don't want to put her Out there like yeah. that If she don't care Then I'll double back around And say it You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying But that's the homie though and and But I also her. I kind of wanted to know Like I feel like the The duet style Is never really Kind of like Utilized that much anymore I feel mm-hmm. like It was probably like A big 90s thing But I was kind of curious Like what made you Want to go for that On that song Oh. Uh, In the recording, pro- well, in the creating process of the I Love Feminist song, we was uh, cooking up for caviar, and we had completed it, but we had so much juice going, me and Tom, me and Tom, as well as Ashawn, just creatively, we was like, fuck it, we just go keep on creating shit. If niggas hear beats they like or have ideas for samples they like or whatever, we just going to try to chop it up. I had an idea. I was like, yo, let's chop up that uh, creep shit by TLC. I'm like, put this bass line in it. Tone chopped it up, some stupid shit. Uh, Sean was like, throw that Beyonce in there. Me, myself, and from now on, I'm going to be my own. So we was like, boom, boom, boom. It was just mixing it up, tone through the... It was just... Organic shit in like 30 minutes And so pfft, I'm sitting there I'm like I was chilling with a shorty But I had a wiggle God bless her soul But she got some daddy issues Facts And it just came out mm. And so I was like I can't say the argument I gotta have a girl say it. I recorded in my voice notes Just like that God is my witness And the homies Did it And I was like Man let me have a girl Doing the conversation part It'll be fittier like that And it was like Hell yeah That'll be hard Yeah And um Oh, it was also part of the, the question I had on Grammys that we kind of talked about, but I was also kind of curious. It's cold in a motherfucker in here. No, I yeah, I just have to let that be known. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 can, I can grab you a blanket. <laughs> I can grab a blanket if you want. Is, is that? Look, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Nanny, I just got to let it be known because... Uh, I hate <laughs> trembly ass voices cut mm. and we sit around and laugh at that soldier boy uh meme where he in Dubai and they got that nigga voice like what'd he say? <laughs> I'm in Dubai, look at that camera right there by Ami Turner. Got the Louis shoot it sturdy. And I'm sitting here sounding like that motherfucker. Cause it's cold in here and I'm drinking this motherfucker. Okay, so if anyone is giving G a problem about his voice in the interview. Yeah. Uh, you can come to me about it. I apologize. <laughs> I'm a tropical motherfucker, all right? We lead this madness to the European. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't do the call. Gonna, gonna move out to the islands once you make it. My nigga. So you're doing. Some. 
We good, dog. <laughs> good to know. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to ask because uh, Grammys kind of has like this kind of somber, like jazz vibe to it. Yeah. I was curious, like I was just kind of like maybe maybe there's not nothing at all, but I was wondering if you had like any kind of like personal connection to like Kansas City jazz music. Not for real. I mean, I think that the the lineage and the legacy is is dope. Mm-hmm. That's very very cool and prideful on some you know city pride shit like yeah bro we had a wave of jazz shit and you know it spawned a lot of you know talented motherfuckers salute to them niggas for being able to do that i think that's cool we try to make our own vanguard my nigga mike hurst made the beat i was in writer's block hit him up like bro send me some shit he like nigga i send you all my best beats i'm like well clearly them motherfuckers ain't hitting he like nah nigga you just ain't writing so I'm like, fuck it. Next beat you send me, I'm going to write to it. Whatever it is, nigga, send me something. He like, all right. He sent me that. And I had to stand on my word. So I sat there, I'm like, time of my life, and we was not thinking about Grammys. We was out here serving Grammys. Slide through. I'd do anything for my family. He's nigga, man, and it came out. And I'm like, damn, okay. You feel me? Like, yeah, that's how that happened, though. So it wasn't necessarily a jazz connection, even though it does have the jazz instrumentation. That was all Mike being an artist in his own right as a producer, mm-hmm. setting a soundscape cool. for me to talk my shit over. But, you know, salute to them jazz niggas. We try to make our own shit, mm-hmm. you And I think, well, I noticed, like, on Apple Music, I don't know how it happens, but, like, Maybe when a song is like kind of popular, that it ends up with like the star next to it. But yeah. but I think, and also on Twitter, like one of the really popular songs from the release has been the Psalms eighty two six, the song with uh, Kai and Solomon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's probably one of my favorite songs I've heard all year. Like, Thank you, Bob. I, I love that track. Thank you, Kai. And um, I remember for like the first time I listened to it, I'm like. Where's where's Solomon on this? And I go back and listen again. I'm like, oh man, that's that's him singing. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, did, was was that his idea just to be singing on that track, or did you you guys kind of push him to do that? Man, uh, you can get Solomon's point of view. You feel me too? Because uh, I think that would be a hell of a thing and crazy thing, bro. I called that nigga on the way here. Yeah, nigga, you feel me? And he could have told it himself, but hopefully my boy doing something right now. Mm. He probably is. Uh, I think he said he was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, I wrote this shit, the words, because that was what, like I said, most of the shit's freestyle, but that song is not a freestyle at all. Jay Tone had that beat, and it was just sitting on that sample. It was a loop. And me and Sean and Jay Tone, well, me and Sean really, because Jay Tone is a modest nigga. Oh my, you know what I'm saying? That nigga probably like, mm, you calling me Jay Tone and shit. My bad, nigga. Walt. Because <laughs> I respect my boy. Uh, Walt is a, a humble nigga. He don't really like flex on his shit. You feel me? Until we turn him up. Like, nah, bro, be proud of what you do. You are great, my nigga. And so, uh, me and Sean was just sitting there listening to that sample loop like, nigga, this shit feels so good, bro. We don't know what it is, but it feel good. Bro double backed around. He finished making the first half of the beat. And uh, I had two courses, two courses. And uh, one of them was the one that we know, which is on there. And uh, 
It was a lot of cold days and a lot of cold nights. Mama always prayed that I glow my light. Before I lose the fight, I spread my wings. I'd rather lose my life than lose my dreams. Gotta be, I gotta be all I can, baby. The beat sings it to you. Mm. Fuck the, listen to the beat. The beat tells me that, I guess. You feel me? A lot of cold days and a lot of cold... As it's coming on, then you hear the sample tone got in there. And so when I threw that, it was like, gotta be, gotta be, uh. I'm like, all right, Liddy, them words is hard. Them words to live. Gotta find the niggas to execute it with the voice. Mm. The voice, you know what I'm saying? Kai 16, 17 at the time. And so I'm like, all right. Lil' cuz a, a snap on that I love Kai That's like a little brother to me You feel me uh, I was like bro Bro a black on that Because he young And he really can Really still feel them words You know what I'm saying Like Just trying to get it out Kids are so fucking entitled You know what I'm saying I love cuz But kids are some entitled motherfuckers Until you slap them with reality And they be like Damn you right And Kai is insightful And so I know He has like the, the spirit of a child But he got the mind Of an old man So I give him Them words He gonna execute it And he executed it Perfectly And so then it was like Gotta be mm, That part and We sitting around And can't none of us sing <laughs> Can't none of us sing yeah. But Solo Is Probably the raw, most Got the most Raw talent Out of anybody I know When it comes to This music shit And You know That nigga can Kind of sing out of all of us, he got the best voice easily. So yeah. he just was doing it, and I was like, man, kick everybody out. And everybody was out except Tom and Cuz. And I was just sitting there, I'm like, bro, feel this shit. Like, come on, Solo, feel this shit. You feel me? Hmm. Listen to them words. This is your shit. This ain't me. This ain't you. This is us. Everybody, we won, my nigga. We won, my nigga. Like, Feel this. You you stay on five nine, cuz. You from the trenches. You know what I mean? Mommy going through it. Little bros and them going through it. You gotta spread your wings, right? Sing that shit. Mean that shit. Don't you gotta be all you can be, cuz? Don't you gotta be all you can be? My nigga was like, you right. Man, leave. I left him and, and bro together and came back in there and that nigga snapped. I love that song too Cause Them is my niggas Awesome mm-hmm. And um, Okay so yeah I wanna backtrack a little bit So that's That's You don't deserve this Everyone should Go out and listen to that song Like Apple Music And Yeah yeah It's on all streaming platforms Except fuck SoundCloud We don't support them niggas No Go go cop on you know the streaming services and fuck with us. Even YouTube get more love from than SoundCloud. Mm. Till SoundCloud break bread. Word and then uh, so yeah, I wanted to backtrack a little bit um, to when I first met you. I think it it either had to have. I'm I'm guessing it might have been the Freddie Gibbs show at the Riot Room a couple years what? ago. Like when he was playing out on the patio and you opened. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it, that was. That yeah, was. Because you was you, a young guy and you couldn't get in and yeah, I was yeah. trying to finesse you in. And I, How'd yeah, you finesse it? How'd you finesse um, it? I think I ended up just talking to someone who was like managing or doing the door and convinced him to 
let me in. I don't Yo, know. For sure, because you did a front row. Take, yeah, I was trying and to take photos. I saw photos. you front row, and you was right there, and I was like, ah, and I pointed at you, and you yeah. were so fucking socially awkward sometimes. You just stared at me like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know but I was like, my nigga got in. I was hell yeah, yep. That was but my yeah, first I, time meeting. I, I think we had maybe just like messaged on Twitter briefly mm-hmm, before that, mm-hmm. but I think that's the first time I met yes, you, sir. Yes, sir. But, um, yeah. So after that, I think it might, it must, like, it had to have been like, no, okay. So that was, I think that was in like July of sixteen, maybe. And it was in the summer though. Yeah, and then um, you, oh wait. It was either 15 or like late 15 or like mid 16. But like anyway, like a few months after that is when I think you had the listening party for okay, the first yeah, caviar yeah. listening party at yeah. volume one. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like I kind of mentioned to you this this to you before, like how that listening party, like everyone who's like a really a big part of the scene was kind of at that listening party. And I was just kind of curious, like what your idea going into that was like if you meant for it to be like a big kind of like networking and mm-hmm. networking thing like that or if you just kind of wanted to show a bunch of people the songs man that's a great question bro uh again that's why i respect your journalism uh it's it's few like you it's another aaron out here who does that shit uh janae is another amazing journalist yeah, that Janae's i know great. of yeah uh my boy uh Dementia used to do his stuff too Chris that used to be my nigga I love that shit It's a great question um, You know everybody asks the same basic shit You know what I'm saying Like you talked about earlier So but anyways um, We was we was like Alright we about to put this shit out Figure out what it is A nigga you know I'm on probation So I'm trying to wiggle this out Cause my probation was heavy. Like, a nigga couldn't move. I couldn't breathe on that bitch. You feel me? And so I was like, I got to do something to bide me time until I'm off probation to really be able to move around because ain't nobody coming to Kansas City. Like, unless I put out a song that goes viral, but that's not the type of artist I am. I'm like, unless I do that, no record labels, no money people is coming here. So I got to bide me some time until I'm off papers. Hmm. So I'm like, all right, let's do some shit. Let's pop some shit off. I'm like, all right, boom, let's do a listening event for these songs. This not never going to come out. Niggas like, you tripping. I'm like, for real, bro, I don't fuck with these songs, but fuck it. You feel me? I only told my nigga Mata that everybody else thought it was going to come out. I'm like, nope, whatever. And at the time, what I was doing was uh, connecting with as many of the young niggas that was on some music shit because in life what I've learned is uh you got your friends that you come up with or whatever and uh those relationships can't be broken if they foundation is solid if y'all you know if y'all good y'all gonna be good forever but the homies might be focused on this and I might be focused on that and so if we linking up on some everyday shit our our balance is gonna be off because we not like-minded you feel me so it's not conducive for us to be around each other consistently however when you're trying to accomplish some shit you gotta get as many motherfuckers with you on the same page because it expedites the process like that's a fact that's why i say teamwork make the dream work selfish motherfuckers another gym so i'm like uh let me go and tap in with as many of the young niggas because youth the beginning of youthfulness 
is humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? And I love that. But once some little young motherfuckers start feeling themselves, it'll turn to arrogance, and that could be your demise. Pride has ended a lot of niggas' ride. What I say, uh, I ain't going to give them that. But anyways, my, let me tap in with the youth. And uh, what I would do, what I did was just reach out to a lot of young niggas, Kenny Tolkien, Walt, uh, Rory, Zarin, uh, Kai, uh, Detsa had, you know, me and him ended up talking by then. Because when I start doing this, other little young homies had started hearing like, oh, gee, what's happening out to young niggas? And whoop, so some would tap in with me. And uh, just start building that network like, yo, Let's get all on one accord because it don't take much. If a light gets shined on the city with all the talent that's right here, the moment that the light gets shined on it, all y'all niggas is going to win. But one has to go get the light and turn it on us right quick. Just one. So let's all come together and, like, conform that that Transformers shit and go make it happen. So, But they not knowing that because they kids, but I'm knowing kid energy is litty. So me being a little bit seasoned, you know, I knew this because I had been through the trenches already in this shit. Like, I had been in record label meetings. I had been offered deals from majors. You know what I'm saying? Uh, me and Jesse done did all this. So, I'm like, let me just give game. You know what I'm saying? Just try to be a conduit. Niggas ain't, you know what I'm saying? Just help niggas. Because yeah. when they go, I want them to have all the knowledge so that they can do their thing. And that's what that, that started as. It was literally a networking event. And that's why I gave everybody that I knew and invited a plus one. Because volume one ain't just some big ass space. So I could And it was a free event. It was free uh, Crown Royal. They just helped sponsor the shit. Um, we gave free teas out. So it was all free 99. I was like, shit, I know motherfuckers is going to turn out. Can't just be overcapacitated. So I gave everybody a plus one and shit. And try to keep it down to a minimum But that's what it was for Networking And of course I want to play some songs Just so people Like give them a, a reason to come Cause I know You know folks Fuck with me People want to hear what I'm doing That's the literally The only reason why I put you on this artist out bro It's cause people fuck with me it, As much as I may not want to do it I know people like Actually like listening to my music And care about what a nigga gotta say And what I think And that's why I played the music that day them songs are nowhere to be found. Go find me one of them. Hmm. That literally was just to get people in one room and try to get on one accord, bro. Yeah. Yo. And, uh, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you, you've been offered deals and stuff before. What, like, what do you think would take f- for you to like sign to like an already established label? The same shit that all the boss niggas is doing. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would not sign to a record label because what they ask is crazy. It's really crazy, my nigga. And no other institution outside of the education system do the employer ask that much of, you know, the employee. Because even in school, that's what you are. You're working for them niggas. You're alone, you know what I'm saying? Or you're a customer. You're paying them niggas, you know what I'm saying? That customer motherfucker relationship is fucked up. But with the labels, you know, you niggas that listen to music and that's gonna watch this shit, they probably already is knowing. Big facts. Like the shit fucked up. So being smart is like, why would I even do that? Only how I would sign with them niggas is if I leverage the power. 
if I made myself to a certain level notoriety or my brand is to a certain level and niggas are seeing that what it's doing, they're going to be like, damn, we want to go make a bag with him because he making a bag. We think we can turn that bag up even more. That's what life is about. You know what I'm saying? And so in that moment is when I was signed. But until then, why? Because for the moment, anything that them niggas could offer me, I can damn near do for myself. Mm. I know how the game go. I really know how the game go. Right now, what they offering niggas is crazy. And I ain't in no position to do that dumb shit. Not right now. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And so. whenever you do, like, if if you ever do, like, sign to a label, I'm guessing you'd kind of want, like, an imprint for yourself, too. Like, I so you e- could, like, sign other artists. And- I wouldn't even need an imprint for myself. Like, that could be a potential. You know, I mean, that could be a possibility. Mm. But uh, it could also be done where... Caviar would partner up with another label for the services of GY. So I'm turning GYS up, and we keep Caviar label completely independent. And so now the Caviar brand is just as big because GYS is standing beside these other major entities. So therefore, every nigga that's on Caviar retains every master they ever do, single album, whoop whoop, and they reaping the benefits. So now they don't even have to go partner with a nigga and try to negotiate a contract to where in five years or ten years I get to retain my masters because I made this many points or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. From the gate. You keep all your masters All your publishing That's the leverage That you want to bring To the table That's the shit you want At the end of the day Most niggas don't get that Very few do And those that do Are the, the boss niggas That's why I said that mm. Nip yep. Hov yep. Master P You know what I'm saying J Prince and them You know what I'm saying Baby Birdman Like There's some niggas that do it Diddy Like You feel me TDE and them Dr. Dre With Aftermath Mm. It's niggas that do it You know Y'all music niggas Just watching this Cause I That's how I'm treating this interview bro It's like Every person that's watching it Is a nigga that's trying To do something with the music If niggas is actually Fans of a nigga out there Watching this shit Salute Forgive me New wave Young niggas getting paid So I'm trying to give game yeah, and you mentioned this, and I think that's pro- it's probably a really good strategy, I feel like, that like even if you were to get signed to a large label, that like you kept Caviar as its own thing just to give the artists more like authority over their music. Because mm-hmm. like, wh- that, mi- that reminds me of, I'm not sure, exactly sure it's the exact same setup, but there is this uh, hardcore band right now called Turnstile, and they've, they've been independent for a long time. And got pretty popular, but uh, a year or two ago, they signed to Roadrunner Records, which is, like, I think it's owned by Warner or Sony or something, but it's been this huge, like, metal label since, like, the 90s. They put out, like, Slipknot and, like, all these big metal bands. And uh, Turnstile, the guys from that band, have their own label called Popwig, and they're still... They still run that label and they're signing... Well, maybe not signing, but putting out records for, like, all of these, like, smaller bands, and they're still, like they're feeding off the popularity of Turnstile, even though they're, like, already on a larger right. label. So that just kind of reminds me of that. Like, that's there's a lot fact. of different ways you can kind of play that situation. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's, that's ingenious, bro. And then that's doing the work of the people. That really is. Yeah. Because Big Corp is always out to get the little nigga. Always. So if you're not coming to the table as a Fortune 500 company already, you already are losing. Mm. Your lawyer money ain't big enough. They can go to court with you for 5, 10, 15 years. They can switch CEOs 30 times, nigga, and stay in court with your ass. Your money ain't long enough for that. Big companies don't 
they they crush the little nigga. Music is literally the only I shouldn't say literally. Music is one of few and the only one I know of. The only one I care to know about at the moment <laughs> where it's billions of dollars in the industry and folks from our community can go from nothing to something and have potential to leverage their situation inside this billion dollar machine. That don't happen. Like niggas can't just, I mean, some do, but them is like the absolute whizzes of the world. My nigga, to be honest, no disrespect, but you ain't got to be a whiz to rap. You don't got to be no genius to rap. You can be a regular nigga who just hop on the right beat and had the right flow or the right ad-libs and you can take off. Look at Namir. You know what I'm saying? Big facts. He Audi. But in tech, Silicon Valley and shit, nah, nigga, ain't no just popping. And that's tech. That's another one that is a billion dollar that you might can come from nothing to something. If we talking about banks, we talking about oil, we talking about real estate, we talking about, you know, industries like that, like, nigga... You definitely ain't coming from nothing or something in that shit. So that's why I love music. And, you know, sometimes you got to buck against the grain or take losses and sacrifice yourself and take time to get what you want out of it. You got to bet on the long shot. You got to remember, we still young, no matter, like, whoever watching this shit. As long as you're not 35. If you really, if you, yeah, I'd say 35. <laughs> it's a cutoff. 35 probably the cutoff cause, But for real for real bro Like if you not 25 If you under 25 right, You have so fucking much time Like don't be out here stressing Cause like at all The analogy my pop gave me He said I break life down into four quarters He was like 17, 34 uh, 51 And then 68 He was like you probably out of here Like everything else is overtime and borrowed time He's like, as long as you ain't 34 out here on some nut shit, you good. He was like, because nobody wins the game before halftime. He said, even when niggas get a huge lead, he's like, they still don't secure the game. You can still lose that motherfucker. Hmm. He was like, so anything before 34, you might bump your head, learn your lessons. He was like, but when you start approaching your 30s, that's why I said 25. He was like, when you start approaching your 30s, you need to tighten up because you know you only got four years to really have your shit together. Because after halftime, you want to have a lead. You don't want to be tied or down. You want to have a lead yeah. going into the third so that you can just build on it. You feel me? That's the game of life because we playing the game of life. So, you know, take your time. Don't 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 rush and shit. I I did lose track. I don't know what the fuck we was talking about. No, yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but that was game. No, yeah, it's good. But um, what was we talking about though? Do you remember? Oh, I was about to ask a different question, so I don't think it matters anyway. So, oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. It's the label shit. Yeah, label. And so that's why I don't put no rush on my shit because I'm still young, my nigga. I'm in my mid twenties. Like yeah. I'm good. And financially, like with my business acumen and shit, my family is good. So I ain't got to go out here and rush to sign no deal. If I can leverage my shit or just put enough game in one of the talented young homies who will listen and they can leverage their shit so that they can then turn up and go and do whatever they want to do as far as being a bridge to the sentence. That's all that matters at the end of the day. I just want the story of this motherfucker to be told because there's so many niggas from here who have amazing stories and amazing talents that the world need to hear, whether it be music and all these other endeavors. You feel me? But for the moment, we don't get the opportunity to tell it because ain't nobody got out there and grabbed the light to shine. So 
that's the whole purpose of this shit. I ain't got to go sign no deal because I mm. want to be able to put myself in a position where my niggas and the young homies that come behind can continue to own all they shit. They can be bosses and then they can go make other bosses. Yeah. It's about creating a land full of black bosses and brown bosses. Facts. Mm. No, and uh, one thing I wanted to ask, though, and this is like in no way to like disrespect what Rory's doing, but like you, you keep mentioning that you want to bring like the light to shine on Kansas City. Do you think like, you know, he he did recently sign to a major label. Do you think he was like has been like do you think there's things he can do better to do that? I mean uh Roy's situation is is a, a tough one to speak on because mm-hmm. like you said he is signed and he's young. Bro was 18 years old. He like, "Nigga, I'm trying to blow up." So really, what could you ask any 18-year-old? You asked me at 18 years old, doing what the hell I was doing fresh out of high school, I probably would have signed a major label too. Mm. So you can't fault because the label ain't put him in position to sign no light. So niggas can't, niggas be, maybe, I don't know what bro do. I really don't talk to Roy like that. It's me from the outside looking at his situation. So that's why I really don't know, and that's why I said it's tough to speak on. But, you know, niggas can't expect nothing from bro because... He he got a label And if his label ain't Like yo here Putting the money behind his shit To blow him up and shit like that and Putting his songs on radio And giving him release dates You can't expect him to do nothing yeah. And so niggas can't be like Faulting Rory Like he ain't shining a light on the city He ain't giving niggas opportunities He acting Hollywood How? He doing what he can do He a young man He still can learn his way Like I said he young in the game of life. That nigga got hella years before he need to be worried about shit. He trying to find his way. Mm-hmm. You niggas find y'all's way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was kind of just kind of asking that just because, like, I feel like maybe, like, every six months, like, since he signed, like, there's just, like, some giant, like, Twitter fight over, like, man, people they leave the city and they're not doing enough. Like, I just wanted to, like, like I said, let people know that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You know, it's... Cause it's young You yeah. know what I'm saying Yeah no, like, I'm sure he'll have Plenty of opportunities To like You know Help out people Here in the future me? So yeah, like, he's just Really getting started Let that man do him You go worry about you And get your bag mm-hmm. Like me personally I don't, That's why I say I don't talk to bro So I couldn't tell you Cause I ain't worried About what he doing yeah. I'm focused on me and mine If a nigga looking At what I'm doing Cool You gonna be looking At somebody who Handling his business Who very reserved And quiet with it Like if any nigga Know what I'm on They close to me Period. Like, so try to soak some game. Like, if you're looking at what I'm doing, but I'm not focused on no other nigga. Period. My mm-hmm. head is down and I'm working hard. And the only people that I even am worried about is my tribe. And if you're not a part of my tribe, I don't wish you the worst, but I'm just not focused on you. Yep. I wish you the best, my nigga, but my, I'm worried about mine. for real, for real. Yep. So, you know. And you, you kind of had mentioned when you were talking about label stuff that, um, it it does like music the music business does excite you because it is one of the few uh, sectors where you can really just go from being a nobody to having a lot of power and just like being a regular person like not having to go through a ton of school and stuff right, right, and right. I, I i recognize that like the the ethos kind of behind the the phrase caviar is like turning nothing to something and big facts so that's kind of where that stems from too i'm guessing yes sir that's yeah. a fact that's 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 what my life is predicated on mm. you know and i uh i live by that and god said the same i will die by that which is turn 
turning nothing into something. That's our story as, you know, like I said, blacks and browns in America. We really have never had opportunity. We don't oftentimes come from families and generational wealth. Like even if your mama and daddy is doing solid nine times out of ten, they really don't can't do nothing for you. Like they ain't got nothing saved up. Like they can't provide no job. Like really, nine times out of ten. So you starting the game out at zero. At least mm. some niggas is starting that motherfucker out negative. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Some niggas is starting it out negative. And then still got to fight, bro. That's what we deal with. And so that's what caviar is, is to connect with that, like turning nothing into something because it's possible. I've watched too many do it. I've watched too many do it. As long as you stay down and diligent and focus on your shit, I don't give a fuck what you're trying to do, you will do it. Mm-hmm. If, you're trying, if you focus on being uh, uh, on some nut shit, you're going to be on the nut shit. If you focusing on getting your bag, if you focusing on being successful in so many ways out here, I always say, bro, it's a million ways to get paid. Choose all of them. If you can focus on your bag and find them legit bags out here to get and keep your head down, bro, you'll look up and you'll be living a rapper lifestyle. You ain't got to even touch a mic and then nobody even know who you are and you low. So now niggas ain't after your neck. You feel me? But. Yeah. Coming from where we come from, we don't even get the opportunity. We got to make it out of nothing. A lot of these motherfuckers, like I was telling my, uh, I was telling my whiz, my, uh, I was like, you know, I'm more impressed with a motherfucker who start from negative or zero and work their little way up. Like, I'm like, put it like this: say a, a spider crawling up the wall and trying to get to the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? I'm more impressed with cuz coming from the ground and getting to the ceiling than I am the spider that is like with a web up there already halfway up and he just go on the wall. Like, nigga, you had a head start. I'm more impressed with cuz having the determination to climb all the way up that motherfucker. That's more impressive to me in life as well. So it ain't about necessarily the amount or the look. It's about what's in here. You know where you come from. Each person has their own story. Go out here and set you up for your your shorty, your future. Be the first one. Be the example. Be the nigga that when it's all said and done, when your grandkid got the mansion and the fireplace and the shit is 20, 20 feet, have granddaddy picture up there. You feel me? That's what I'm living for. I want my great-grandkids that have a picture of me in a black caviar jumpsuit and a motherfucking Rottweiler. Above they fireplace Like that's the nigga Who started all this That's what I live for bro yep. So that's what Caviar stand for Making something out of nothing mm. And um, I was kind of curious Also that um, I just wanted to know Like when you realized That um, you were Like Caviar Was going to become Like a crew Or a label And like when When you knew That you wanted to Kind of be the head of that Caviar started because, like I said, I caught a case. And I came up with the play on words. And I wanted little munchies to run with it. I was like, bro, you know, I'm fighting this case. Get out this shit. Here's something that's wet. It's wavy. Take this and run with it. Like, he a fashionable fly nigga. He set most of the trends I see in this town. I ain't saying yet, but the ones I be seeing, he set them. So I was like, here's something. And go run with it. This is a dope name. Now be fly. I hopped out of the case. Case got wrapped up. Woo, wop, wop, wop. And bro still hadn't yet moved on it. 
And so I was like, fuck it, let's do it together. But I, I'm, you know, right here with you, spearheading this shit. Like, but let's go. And he's like, all right, let's go. And I was on probation. Mm, like that nigga be gassing And Riley gas Riley my boy But I'm really not there no more I'm not smoking I told you my probation was on bullshit I couldn't blink three times in too fast Without that motherfucker trying to call my phone You feel me? So cousin little bro linked up and tapped in And it was like fuck it bro Caviar too And he like yeah I'm caviar too You feel me? And it's just we grew and continue You know the brand to grow it was like, yo, it's other talented niggas out here. I remember me and Riley had a conversation about Kai. I'm like, yo, this little nigga nice, bro. I'm telling you, check him out. He was like, yeah. He was like, bro, yeah, that nigga nice. Kai, one of my friends, he was when he was 15 years old. You feel me? That's really how the shit started, like, just from that way. And then the shine and, and walk. I was like, bro, these my niggas. And they'd be like, that's your niggas and my niggas. And the same type of hype with Riley. Like, you know what I'm saying? Bruiser, like, that's my nigga. Like, really, that's my nigga. Uh... City with Vion, that's my nigga. You feel me? Like real rap. So that's how Caviar grew. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it started. And it just, it's like, you know, if niggas is on the same mission, bro, let's tag team it up. Mm. If we all on the same mission, let's tag team it up. Ain't no fucking paper, ain't no contract. When niggas put their shit up on Apple Music, Ray Money shit on Apple Music right now, that all goes to Ray Money motherfucking bank accounts. Like, we don't sign no deals. It's a family. We trying to stand together as a unit and take this shit. You feel me? Mm. So that's how it started, though. Uh, and I, I kind of was curious, though, since, like, I think, like, last summer is when, like, you guys added maybe, like, five or so different people. Like, people really kind of, like, officially kind of came into the fold. I was curious if, like, you think you have it, like, locked in right now? Like, there's no one else joining? Or do you think it kind of just depends? Mm. It ain't even about joining and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's really just about like, man, com- community and camaraderie for real. I figure personally, if any of my niggas is spending enough time with somebody, they gotta be a good person because my niggas are good people, or else I wouldn't fuck with them. You feel me? The people that I choose to be around and associate with. You know, are good people. They men of honor and code. And so I figure if the homie fucking with you, you probably are that code. And I'm going to watch and I'm going to observe type hype. And you're going to be around long enough because my man's is going to eventually be like, yeah, that nigga's bullshit his damn self. And if it don't never get to that, you around. You the homie. Fuck it. Are you caviar too, cuz? Oh, what you do? They ain't got a rap. Are you right? Shit, let's figure out how we can get your shit published, bro. Fuck it. Like, bring me a chapter. Or bring me an idea or something, and I'll help you, cuz. I don't know what the fuck, but we can figure it out. Oh, you want to run a gas station, boy? Shit, figure out, like, go find an old one out here. They got businesses for sale. Like, always, you can swoop up a business, find one. Motherfucker, how much? I don't, maybe I can go holler at a homie. I know I, we can throw some shit. Let's figure something out, bro. That's all it is. It's just trying to figure this shit out together, community, because it's enough money out here for everybody to run it the fuck up. Everybody. It's enough. It's enough. So it's just about trying to get everybody on that page, bro. We could turn this motherfucker to Wakanda. Niggas is talking about Africa. Fuck that. Nigga, all these Vacos out here, it's still niggas out in this motherfucker. It's cheap out in this motherfucker. It's enough talent. It's enough intelligence. We could, nigga, it's right in the middle of America. Not the United States. America. We are in the middle. We, everything run through us. We, we the Mecca. We could really run this shit, bro. But it's about getting on the same page first. Hmm. Getting on the same page first. 
And um, what else do I want to ask? So, yeah, um, one of the last things, I guess, um, I was kind of just curious about um, just how you've kind of viewed the last couple years of Kansas City hip-hop in general. Like, what do you think, like, the greatest, like, strides we've made and well, the, the artists and everyone, but, like, how, like, the scene has kind of grown uh, since that, that first listening party? Because mm-hmm. I think there's been a lot of changes since then. That's a dope question, bro. Personally, man, I love where Kansas City is at the moment. Um, of course, we could be further along, you know, until you cross the finish line, you got you got work, you got laps to run. So, um, we getting there. I don't know when, don't know how, don't know who, but if niggas stay on the, the, the terrain we on, we're going to be good because there's so many people that's on their own wave. Dame, you know what I'm saying? Dame, Kai, Ray Money, Walt, Solo, Ashan, Lil Munchies, Vion, Riley, uh, and that's just my homies, all different in their own right. Them just my homies, like that I'm naming off the top of my head. You feel me? Um, the production that's coming out this motherfucker, Lonnie, the production is coming out this motherfucker right now. Um, it's so much talent. Me and you talked about kind of off camera, you know? And I feel like finally, everybody outside of just my core group of, you know, music associates as well are getting on that same page. Not clicking up on some competitive shit because, you know, we fuck with everybody. Everybody's just trying to put the puzzle together right now. And so I feel like the process is expediting and somebody will get there. And eventually, the right one to be in position to help everybody else out, who no matter who that is and what field it is. But somebody is going to be able to help niggas out coming from here. And I feel like this vanguard that's doing it right now is moving the right way. You know, niggas are comfortable in themselves. They're confident in themselves. They support all different types. You know, you can find the most thoroughest street nigga in a motherfucking feminist show right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, real rap. You can find... You know, uh, some of the most off-the-wall things happening in the presence of other people that you would never thought to be around each other, bro. You know, and it's not in no large scale right now. I know niggas got a ways to go, but I'm just saying the fact that it is happening even on a small scale mean it can happen on a larger scale. And when that happens, that's when niggas will see the money come. And when the money come, that's when niggas can really invest in themselves and their families and their community and generational wealth. And that is the name of the game as far as I'm concerned. If you ain't about that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe they love me when I fade to black. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And um, I think the last thing I just wanted to get to was, um, you know, what, just what people should be looking out for from Caviar this year. Like, who's, who's got projects? Like, what's, what's, what's everyone working on? Mm-hmm. Gotta forgive me. Nigga getting cotton mouth. Um, Well, clearly, at the top of 2018, you got You Don't Deserve This. Let niggas know that... I shouldn't even say let niggas know, man. Because I I talk my shit, and a lot of times it rubs people the wrong way. But I be trying to have fun, bro. Life is already hard enough. Why be so serious? Gee... Louise, you know what I'm saying? I was about to say Jesus, and some motherfuckers that get offended by that. You, you, God, God damn. I, I, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, anyways, 
I started it out in 2018, just putting it out there, and I feel like that energy was fed off of my boy Ray Money, who really started the year out the right way. That nigga came hard 2018. I'm here with the Problem Child EP, mean shit, already. Then I double back and follow Young Bro's energy with my shit, Walt done drop singles. I want to say Ashan is about to come out with something. That's my bro always, you feel me? Um, in March. After that, Kai coming with some shit. Kai about to shake all these niggas' world up. That little nigga is something crazy. Mm. And Ashan's um, is called Big Happy Family. Nah, and, I don't uh, know. Ashan change... switches his shit up so yeah, yeah. much. But Kai's is supposed to be know. called Swim right now. All right, so too. you already know it. Yeah. It is Swim. Mm. Yes, my nigga. Yeah, I think he's been tweeting that. Swim stupid. Um, but... Then solo is always working, always. But Solomon just decides when Solomon want to drop music. Hmm. Same as Lil Munchies, aka City Watts. That little nigga is on some shit right now. When I tell you every song he sends me is like heat, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Um, and it, niggas be like, nah, but I understand music. Like you understand different genres of music. I understand his lane. Like little bro is out here on some shit right now I'm so mm. proud of that nigga Vion V Lil Beep same hype on this shit um shit my boy Riley you know he on this square as always Riley is a workaholic that nigga him and Bruiser be cooking up so fucking much I had to slide over to Bruiser shit the other day to try to steal some shit on me and that nigga, I see, he be so hot on Twitter at these rap niggas, but I see why he's sitting over there on gold. So, bro, fuck these niggas. Start sending that shit out, for real. Bruiser is mean with it. Um, but as far as, you know, caviar, the homies go, that's all I'm doing. Um, niggas yeah. do what they want to do, you mm. feel me? And I'm going to be behind them 100%, but that's really just like official on the slate. Oh, yeah, but I, I did want to mention that that song that um, Bruiser did for Riley and Maxo, mm. like Stupid, that that that, sh- that song should have been a lot bigger because like like you could show that song to, to like anyone bro. in like America. And, That's what I'm saying. Like, that song is like one of let a nigga from New York or L.A. or Atlanta put that song out. It'll go viral. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's unfortunate, but you know we gonna shine the light on this bitch, yep. and people gonna have to recognize the talent this year. They gonna have to. Yep. So. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to close with? Or? Oh, sir, I appreciate you, you know, having me, man. And, oh, awesome. uh, like I said at the beginning of the interview, as artists, I feel like it's our duty to continue to support all the other lanes of creativity in the city. That's not just with the journalism. That's with the fashion. That's with uh, the, 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 the mom and pop businesses, you know, the local, the, local money, the local money out here. Because you, as a rapper, me, as an artist and a rapper... Um, we are local businesses. We are, you know, mom and pop shops in our own right. And we want that support. We need that support. My niggas, trust me. If you, if you support and show love to the other folks in your entity, by default, the universe has no option but to, you know, rock with you in accordance. It has to. It's, it's universal law. And it has to abide by its own principles and laws. Don't you abide by what you stand on? Don't you? Do you not have no own principle that you rock by? If that's the case, look in the mirror, my nigga. I don't know what to tell you. It might be best that you go out here and send yourself up if you don't have your own code. But that the universe abides by its own laws. So show love, support, 
Be kind and, and really do it from the heart, my nigga. Change your ways. I'm telling you. And watch. It, it'll all happen. I swear to God. Because on my mama. Like, niggas, that nigga preaching thing, you know shit. And that is the nigga that I'm not talking to. You who have that feeling in your heart already. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. It. You feeling it. Oh, dear. Yeah, cuz. Mm-hmm. Adjust it, baby. What, what did God say? He said, 100,000 cash make you feel important. You break bread with your people, then you feel extorted. Got to get that out your heart because we can't afford it. We got to get our people out this land of corpses. I'm sitting here, you know, just saying what's on my mind, giving game. And I know it's some niggas that hear it or watch it and be like, nigga think he is. Come on, cuz. Come on. Because we need you. We need you, my nigga. We need you too. So those that understood and heard it, I'm telling you, turn up because it's in you. It's in you, blah. Whatever you claim, whatever you are as a man out there, as a woman out there, turn up. It's in you. For real, for real. And those that's working on themselves, we support you. We rocking with you. You still can grow. But if you just on your nut shit, send yourself up. And it's no no ill will towards it. Because you in the way. You in the way. Move around. We, we don't need you. We need to eradicate that. As a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be like stoned and watching this and they'll be like, oh, he's talking to me. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, no. Yeah. Also, you're saying shout out to, you know, local business and everything. So, I mean, people should um, be eating at Urban Cafe down the street here. And when District Biscuit opens down the street, that's going to be some good stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no. Yeah. And people can find us on social media at Shuttlecock Mag on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, go to shuttlecockmusic.com for all the articles. Uh, there's a big cartel if you want a t-shirt or a button or a photo zine. Um, we're having another Shuttlecock house party next month with uh, Samurai, Gun Band, and Rage Gang Beam Team at the Come and Go. That's on March 17th. Go to the social media for info and uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And yeah, where can people find you online, G? Um, you could get at me on any of the social media websites except for Facebook. We don't support Facebook, <laughs> not at all. Um, you can get at me on Twitter. You can get at me on Instagram, Snapchat. I'm G Watts, G E E underscore Watts on the uh, Twitter and the Instagram. On Snapchat, I think I'm Al underscore Cavi. That's O W W underscore K Cavi C A V I. Um, then you know YouTube, G Watts, YouTube Caviar. And uh, look at all the young homies Caviar Yeah Thanks for being on today Thank you bro My nigga